Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rivers at the left wing. Three to shoot. Three on the way. It's another one. Contested again. Austin Rivers with the last 14 points for the Knicks. To be honest with you, it's, it's just something we just got to look at ourselves, man. Like, I could give you five different answers, Eric, to be honest, but it's just at the end of the day, we got to look at ourselves. I, I've said the same message to y'all about, what, five times already this year, four times? So I, we just got to go ahead and do it. Uh, whether it's guarding, take care of the ball, whatever it is, we just got to go ahead and do it. That's, that's all I that's Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz grabbed an 18-point lead late in the second quarter and then started to give it up before halftime and then got themselves dominated in the second half. 112 to 100. Was that worse than the Nets lost, PK? <laughs> no. The Nets loss is still the worst because there was nothing. Right. No pulse, no heartbeat. Right. Three minutes left in the second good. quarter, I was thinking, wow, they look really good. This is the bounce-back game they needed. And then it all fell apart. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Jordan Clarkson led the way with 19. Mitchell had 18. And none of that mattered as key turnovers keyed a pair of 10-2 runs that swung momentum quickly and put the Knicks in charge. Jazz are off today. They play the Bucks in Milwaukee tomorrow, trying to avoid a three-game losing streak. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Beal probes left elbow. Gets out of the baseline left. Embiid is chasing him. Beal cuts to his left. Left corner for two. Got it. Washington ahead of the pack for Graham. Lob for Hayward. He'll dunk it home. Gordon Hayward finishing off the fast break. Leonard slowly makes his way into the front corner. The Chase Center logo on the far side. He gets past the initial defender. Baysmore lobs it with the right hand and puts it in. Kawhi Leonard puts the head down. Puts two more on the board. And the Clippers lead 93-91. It's smart with Five, with four, with three, smart to the basket, throws it up, no, rebound, Pritchard, yes, with two-tenths of a second left. That was the Celtics beating the Heat right there, 107-105, Peyton Pritchard with the putback to get the W. You also heard Gordon Hayward going off for 44 points, a career best, as the Hornets beat the Hawks, 102-94, the Jazz are going to see the Hawks in about a week. Any of these other games catch your eye, PK? Clippers win over the Warriors, maybe? We heard that in that montage as well. Well, don't forget Bradley Beal with over 60. 60. 60. And the Wizards lose to the Sixers, who have the NBA's best record, now 7-1 and after the 141-136 victory. Yeah, that was an extremely amount of uh, high scoring there in that game. Jeez, I looked at it. When I first looked at it, I thought it was overtime, and it wasn't. Unless I looked at it wrong. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that was an uh, amazing performance. And Beal's a big-time scorer, but their team stinks. Uh, so I'm, I'm surprised that the Sixers are doing as well as they're doing. I have to admit, I did not see them being, what, are they 6-1, six, six and one, did you say? 7-1 seven seven and one? One now. Yeah. That, yeah, that's 7-1 and one in the top team in the East. I didn't see it either. And nope. Peyton Pritchard, you know, I watched him a lot in college at Oregon. He was a senior. Obviously, he's a white dude, and it's a league that isn't uh, got a lot of them, particularly seniors. And when he was drafted in the first round by the Celtics, I thought, wow, that seems like a little bit of a reach. But 
Ainge certainly knows whatever I know. Multiply that by about a billion, and that's what you get with uh, Ainge and his son there. Both of those guys really know basketball. And, and to see that one, <laughs> Ainge kind of snuck in there, got that offensive rebound. Uh, that was sort of fun to see. I was surprised Pelicans lost to the Thunder. Yeah, that was a 111-110 game in Oklahoma City. Uh, it just seems like a huge rebuild there, and they're struggling, and there were high hopes for the Pelicans. And honestly, the, the Pelicans, yeah, they've got some talent, but are all the pieces there, and the West is tough. Now this individual game, you wouldn't think so. So I'm not really that surprised how it's going for the Pelicans. I wouldn't, you know, they're 4-4, four and four and... It's, I guess if anything, it's like this is what I thought the Suns would do, but the Suns are 6-2. and two. They beat the Raptors 123-115. I'm surprised the Suns are doing this well, and I'm surprised the Raptors are this awful. 1-6. and six. Uh, I don't really pay attention to the Raptors that much, to tell you the truth now. So I suppose I'm surprised, uh, but I haven't really thought twice about them. Uh, they're not a Western Conference team. Uh, Suns right now, Monty Williams. Uh, coach of the year i mean we're barely into it let me tell you a little story about monty williams and the type of guy he is and why we should all root for him i was reading up on paul westfall because he was a childhood hero of mine from the athletic standpoint and uh he and his wife paul paul westfall i should say yeah i could say it uh they're living in scottsdale and he passed a couple weeks what last week and uh so monty williams didn't really know paul but wanted to visit him uh at the end and so he uh, says he's going to come over. He gets a text from Paul's wife about 2 in the morning. He says, i got a splitting headache, and I, I can't see anybody. So at, Monty responds right there and says, okay, no problem. Then at about 7 o'clock, she wakes up says, the headache's gone. And uh, so if you want to come by, great. No, don't worry about it if you can't. Monty shows up like 20 minutes later. He's got gifts for her. Stays with Paul. There's a touching photo of Paul and, and Monty Williams hugging. And then money comes back later in the day. Barely knew him. And we know that his wife, Monty's wife, was taken from him in a tragic accident. Go look at that eulogy. Remember Ryan Anderson from Cal, a uh, shooter? He played in uh, New Orleans when Monty was the coach. Well, Paul's, uh, uh, Ryan's girlfriend took her own life. Monty spent the night with uh, Ryan Anderson. You want to talk about a high-level person and all the crap that's going on in the world. Look towards uh, Monty Williams, and he is such an easy guy to root for, and I hope he has a big-time amount of success in Phoenix because this guy has got character and exudes it in high doses. Well, I think the people who were um, lukewarm on the Suns thought that they'd be between 7 and 10 in the West. I think the people who were really high on the Suns thought that they might be in the 4, 5, 6 area. And right now, the tide for first. So, if you're going to root for Monty, things are going very well right now. Six and two, tied with the Lakers. And they picked up the win over the Raptors. Devin Booker had 24 in that. Uh, the other game Jazz fans probably want to keep an eye on or look a little bit at the box score. The Jazz next two opponents played each other. The Bucks won 130 to 115 over the Detroit Pistons. The Jazz are in Milwaukee Friday. They're at Detroit on Sunday. And I mentioned the Raptors are 1-6. The only other team that doesn't have multiple wins yet is the Pistons are 1-7. Those right now are the two worst records in the NBA. And the Jazz will see the Pistons on Sunday. Uh, Orlando guard Markel Fultz torn ACL on his left knee. He is out for the season. Also, Kawhi Leonard, your health news for the day in the NBA, says he's planning to play more back-to-back games this season. 
after playing a back-to-back games the past two nights for the first time since 2017. I guess the why. Is he feeling healthier all of a sudden? Something happened this offseason? Yeah, I think he took a lot of grief. Stories were out there about him calling practices, calling off practices, and so he's gotten blowback. I think that's the obvious as to why. His comments last night said, my knee and my legs are feeling a lot better now, so... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm tired of having having all my teammates and my coach mad at me. I'm tired of getting people angry at me, yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Hands to Kata on the right side. Kata tries to drive base against Malawatch and throws down the two-handed stuffer right over the top of Malawatch. Back to Brown. Back to Marin. Marin drives on Wooster. Spins up under. Shot blocked by Kata, who's now number two all-time, all by himself, on the all-time block list at Utah State history. Utah State wins again. That's seven in a row. They are 5-0 and in the Mountain West. And once again, it is not competitive. 77-45. They route the Lobos in Lubbock. PK, they've won five conference games now by an average of 33 points. They are just blowing everybody off the floor. And at first you can say it's San Jose, and then you can say it's San Jose and Air Force. Now it's San Jose Air Force in New Mexico. They got a second game coming up with the Lobos. We'll see how that goes. This is a great well, run I for the Aggies. I suspect they would win. I mean, they're, they're a better team than uh, New Mexico. This is not New Mexico of old by any stretch. Kata dominated. It was, was a terror on both ends of the floor here. So, and the Utah State's right where it wants to be. BYU and Gonzaga tonight, ESPN, 630. BYU has started, well, they'll begin. They haven't really started WCC play. They've started WCC play with three straight postponements. So, they'll finally get it going tonight. Gonzaga's 1-0 in league play. 6.30 on ESPN and PK, for people who haven't really been paying attention to college hoops, how can you explain to them how awesome Gonzaga has been? Well, they've got all the tools, and they always play a big-time non-conference schedule. They have to to get any type of rating or whatever they're judging it by these days because the West Coast Conference just doesn't do it to the bottom of it. The middle to the bottom of it just truly sucks. So they've, they've beaten a lot of teams, and they've beaten teams uh, – Big time. I mean, they've hammered some teams. You can go look at their schedule if you want. Uh, so they've got all the tools. I don't know if Suggs playing. He hasn't been playing. So he's their star out of Minnesota, freshman, one of the top players. If you go look at uh, draft, draft uh, prospects or mock drafts, he's going in the top five. This kid out of Minnesota, I said, I think I believe he was uh, he was uh, all Minnesota or Mr. Minnesota, whatever they call it, in football and in basketball so he's really good and obviously they've got transfers they've always got them Nemhard's a transfer Kispert seems like he's been there forever he's a great shooter so they they're loaded this is this tall task for BYU but just the fact that you're playing a game after having three postponed is something to celebrate Cougars got him at home last year uh the Dave Rose era the BYU went up there and won three times but this team looks better. This team just looks absolutely loaded. 6.30 on ESPN. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I play ball. I'm, I'm excited to go against the best. You know, the media, that's their job. You know, to stir it up, make it a big story, full game. They needed something. They needed to get something. So they, they chose that. But, you know, if you know me, uh, my team knows me, I'm excited for every game. And Tom Brady, you think I'm not going to be excited to play against the GOAT? 
that you tripping. And, and that is what it is. I'm excited to play against Big Tom. I'm not going to apologize for saying I want Tom. No, I want Tom Brady. I want every quarterback I play against. That's Chase Young, the video of him coming off the field after the last game. Now I want Tom fired up to play. Washington, 5-1 and one with Alex Smith as the starting quarterback. Can they take down the GOAT? Guy like Chase Young, pretty young. He literally grew up watching Brady. I, I heard the stat on PTI that he was one when Brady played his first game. That's a stat? <laughs> yeah, it's a number. How's that? Not a stat. That's a number. <laughs> well, yeah, you can just look at his age and, and do the math. Uh, so that's not much of a surprise. Uh, fine. He, he wants to play. That, that was their next opponent. Good. Go on. I've, I've got no problem with what he said. I mean, the media blew it up, whatever. That's it. That's as old as can possibly be. Blame it on somebody else. We understand that. Uh, so, it has no bearing on anything. I think Tom Brady's not going to go, aha, see if they win. Ah, man, I got Chase Young. <laughs> Chase Young's a very good player, obviously. Uh, and has a, if he has his health, can be a dominant player for many years to come. But I don't think Tom Brady's worked up about it. It was just a statement he said in the emotion of the moment. No. No big deal. Can he have a big game? Can he get the pass rush going? Because if they're going to beat the Bucks, they're going to have to have it. The Bears beat the Bucks, and the Bears aren't all that. And they're an eight and eight team, but they got a good defense. They got a good pass rush. They have Khalil Mack. Yeah, and they were able to squeeze out a twenty to nineteen win. Yeah, I would be more worried about the offense for the Skins because their offense has not been anything close to high powered and explosive. And so, if I look at Minnesota, or, uh, Tampa looking at an opportunity, I would go with Tampa Bay because I think they can score more. Unless, of course, this is football, so you can get short fields and defensive and special team scores. So it's the one sport where uh, you don't have to be good on offense to still score a lot of points, really. Every other program sport, you have to be. That's true, but I think what you said first is spot on. And obviously you could have this exception over here where you run a punt back and you get a pick six and you end up with 30 points. But yeah. probably if they're going to win, because their offense isn't explosive, they're probably going to have to win the way the Bears won, win a 20-19 to 19 game. It's hard to hold the Bucks to less than 20 points, and it's hard for Washington to score much more than that. So that's the right. sweet spot. Do you win a, a 24-20 game and you had a couple of short fields? You know? I would say no. It's not going to happen. Probably not, but that's their path if they're going to pull it off. Uh, let's see. Other things that aren't surprising. Trevor Lawrence d- decided to uh, turn pro. He declared he's going to the draft. Not surprising there at all. Um, well, he should. He's going to be picked second, second quarterback, <laughs> so know, he should. I know where you're going. <laughs> you're going to be the second quarterback taken. You should come out. What a homer. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins offense coordinator, Chan Gailey, resigned after one season on the job. Dolphins are going to have their third offensive coordinator in as many seasons under Brian Flores. Something to watch as everybody watches Tua Tagovailoa and how does he develop. Remember the Alex Smith story about going through a, uh, an offensive coordinator every year and that didn't help him at the college level. Remember with Travis Wilson. On the other hand, maybe they get the guy in there and they're going to have the mind meld and this will be the great hire and Tagovailoa and the Dolphins will take off and dominate and blah, blah, blah. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson says his focus is on winning his first playoff game. They are 0-2 in his two years. 
Definitely trying to erase that narrative right there. That's the number one goal. Two teams with sensational rushing attacks. Usually it's a quarterback-driven league and who's got the better quarterback. And these two teams, heavy on the run. So get ready for that showdown. Yeah, this is becoming a little bit of a story with Lamar Jackson. You know, league MVP and all that stuff and hasn't won. Uh, it's sort of like Steve Young, we remember back, you know, at the Super Bowl. Is he going to be able to do it? He got the monkey off his back, and we've all seen the NFL films of that. Now, this is a smaller scale, but fair or unfair, it doesn't really matter. That's a story for Baltimore. Uh, Seattle Seahawks All-Pro Safety Jamal Adams told reporters, there's no question in my mind I'm playing. Look, as long as these leagues are move, as long as these legs are moving, as long as my faith is with the man upstairs, which is very strong, I'm going to be out there. He was uh, sidelined fourth quarter of the Seahawks Niner game last Sunday. Had a left shoulder injury, but you don't run on your shoulder. We've seen players tough it out with the upper body injuries. Well, D- I hope his faith in the man upstairs pays off. DJ and PK. Hashtag College Football. Memphis quarterback Brady White, 31st recipient of the Campbell Trophy, which honors college football's top scholar athlete. Gets a $25,000 postgraduate scholarship. That's nice. Well, of course he's a scholar athlete. He played for Arizona State. I mean, that's just what we do. Crank them out left and right. <laughs> Our academics are so hard that a lot of guys have to go elsewhere to finish up. Way to tee it up for him, Yach. Good work. <laughs> Uh, the other college football news, uh, the funeral for uh, former Utah running back Ty Jordan. Uh, saw a lot of comments on, special me- on social media about that, PK, and uh, something that obviously just shakes this program right to its core. A lot of guys really hit hard by this, and uh, something they'll be hit hard by going forward as well. Yeah, I think when you have death uh, for uh, younger people, it's such a real shock. I had it when I was uh, 11 years old. My best buddy got got electrocuted, and it was such a shock. I mean, I actually watched it yesterday. I went to the gym because it started right after our show. So I went to the gym and uh, logged on Facebook. I heard Kyle Winningham speak. I heard Mark Harlan speak. So I watched it, and, and, and it was at the uh, Cowboy Stadium, and it was a, a nice event. It was obviously very tragic and sorrowful. Uh, but under those circumstances, it was well well done. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Time to welcome back Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, Happy New Year. Hey, happy new year. How you guys doing? We're doing all right. How are you? We're doing good. Doing great. And now, can you help other guys do great? Because they might yes. have an issue, and they might not be doing great. Yes, that is exactly right. We are helping so many guys uh, really function better in the bedroom. And we have been talking to guys about erectile dysfunction for years now. And I think the general stigma is this is an 80- or a 90-year-old guy. And that really is not true. There are so many men even in their 20s, to be honest with you, but 20s, 30s, 40s, that just want to improve things in the bedroom. It's not what it used to be. Our acoustic wave therapy is clinically 
proven to repair damaged blood vessels, which that's the true cause of that decreased blood flow. Uh, Once we do these treatments, you get better function. You get more function. The erectile dysfunction, even if it's minor, goes away. And, of course, you don't have to take the pill any longer. So what kind of clinical studies have been done on this treatment? Every time you come on, it seems like you got another one. Yeah, they keep getting added to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com has 42 of them. I remember when we first started doing this, people said, well, you guys are the only ones saying this works. And I say, well, how about Cambridge University now and the American Urological Association and so many others that have tested this? They say it reverses ED. It's safe. The Cambridge study, by the way, said all men that they tested experienced an increase in blood flow. So we know it works and we know we can reverse the erectile dysfunction safely now. Guys, you can call Wasatch Medical right now, 801-901-8000. You got a special offer for them. We do. We're doing a lot for free. We try to deliver a lot of value. If you are experiencing some frustrations in the bedroom, call us now. And the initial screening with our doctor will be no charge. That's a great chance to get analyzed. We'll even do a blood flow ultrasound for free. And there's a little perk also, a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's worth the trip. Trust me on that. And it's all free. Give us a call now. Wasatch Medical, 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. You can call Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I'll tell you this. I once went on a vacation away from my girlfriend, and I really missed her. And I was in a really good place. Really good place to find. It may have been an island somewhere. How old were you? I was in my early 20s. So you were taking paradise vacations to random islands in your early 20s, while the rest of us are taking every nickel we can out of the couch cushion to go buy food? You're off to Tahiti? No, I was working. I, 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 I you know, I went there to, you know, help construct something. I'm lying. I'm lying. But that part was a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're but not doing any Habitat for Humanity trips. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes a Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus a $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. All right, BK, the question of the day, pretty simple. This one came to you very quickly watching the Jazz game. What's wrong with the Jazz? Hit us up, 855-340-ZONE. Grab your phone, use the open mic, use the app, send us the audio. People are weighing in on Facebook, DJ and PK, on Twitter, at David DJ James. That's you. Yes. (laughs) Amy says, the turnovers are killing me. Okay. Barry says it's the Jazz. Should we expect more? They get our yes. hopes up and then they fall apart. Always have, always will. No, oh, brother. 
Daniel, that's the question that keeps on giving year after year and decade after decade. Yeah, it's a little dramatic there. Uh, but you're a fan, so you have your right to your emotions. And I can, <clears throat> excuse me, I can understand the emotions that are leading to this type of frustration because you're up 18, things are looking so good, and then you got loose with the ball. Conley with just two crummy turnovers and and just finished the half miserably. I sort of thought that's where they lost it was that end of the second half, last four or five minutes or so. Is that You mean the end of the second quarter? Did I say second half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. second quarter. The, the last uh, three minutes of the second quarter, that league went from 18 down to 10, and then right. Donovan threw in a pretty wild shot to get it back to 12 at the half. I think that's where they gave the uh, Knicks a little bit of momentum there. Uh, I don't know that you can really bury a team in the first half. I suppose you can, uh, but we've seen it so many times. That even the Clippers the other night against the Suns had a 30 point lead, and I think the Suns got it down to within five with enough time to possibly win the game. So those types of things happen. But it wasn't about the Knicks. I guess maybe it was to an extent. You gave the Knicks some life, you gave them some momentum that maybe they wouldn't have had. And if you would have built it, it would have been harder, obviously, if you have an 18-point deficit to come back over the final two quarters than if you have a 10- or 12-point deficit. That's simple math. We understand that. But from the Jazz perspective, I didn't like getting loose with the ball. And Conley went baseline, nowhere to go. Let's let's just, just jump in the air. Once you jump, you're on the clock. You've got to do something. You cannot continue dribbling. And, And to me... If you're going to jump offensively, you must have a specific purpose in mind. This randomly jumping as I'm going baseline because I got cut off, uh, just you're better off stopping your dribble and keeping your feet on the ground because then you've got nothing to do when you jump and you're probably going to have a turnover, especially if you try to throw cross court. It's like throwing against your body in a quarterback. It's supposed to be a no-no. So those types of things, I was just thoroughly disappointed with the end of the second quarter, first half. Really, really bothered me. I think the uh, turnovers are the number one thing I would look at. Uh, The number of guys who are throwing passes to nobody in particular, they're caught in the air, like you say. That's my JV high school basketball coach yelling at me. And also the number of guys who are just getting their pocket picked when they're dribbling. It's happening over and over you know, you're an NBA player. I've seen you dribble. What's the problem? This isn't usually a problem. Why is it a problem now? And it's happening to multiple guys. Seen in these last two games, I've seen Donovan lose the ball, just dribbling one on one versus a guy. Joe at the end of the third quarter crossed over and got it stolen. It's happened actually a couple games in a row with him. I mean, it's 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 uh, Bogdanovich at the end of the first half uh, drove into the paint and just had the ball taken away from him while he was dribbling. What, why is this happening? How is this happening over and over? It's contagious. It's multiple guys. And it's, it's ruining things. Because when you're, uh, and you, we've been through the psychology of it before, when you're not seeing the ball go in the hoop, and then you have the same energy when you go back on defense, and the Knicks were struggling defensively, the Jazz are doing fine, and all of a sudden the Knicks are getting layups. Just getting one layup after another after turn- off turnovers. Yeah, but actually the Jazz score outscored the Knicks in t- off of turnovers 23-22. Well, to 22. And the Jazz were feasting on that. That's a big part of how they got an 18-point lead, was the Knicks being loose with the ball. And I don't know if there's something going on with this wrist, but Bogdanovich is not playing the way we expected. And if he's out there, 
I expect him to make baskets. If the wrist is impeding him from making baskets, then take him out. If you put him out there, I expect him to play and do what he's supposed to do. Why he's making millions is to make baskets, and he's not doing that right now. And I thought that I was glad to see, I think, around the four-minute timeout deal that they put Ingles back in. I thought they should put Ingles in earlier because Bogdanovich isn't getting it done. Two for ten and one for seven. And we got people tweeting at us right now, Bogdanovich, they're right with you on there. Maybe something's going on with the wrist, but it's not like you get, okay, well, we'll start the game, but hey, his wrist is injured, so if it almost goes in, we'll give him a point. It doesn't work that way. And so if you're hurt and you can't do it, then get out. I I can't give you allowance for injury, even though I want to, because the game doesn't give you allowance for injury. You State Iceman, Jack Dunbar10, uh, tweets at us, they need some motivational singing from PK. This will help them play better the last two quarters. And then I don't have to hear it's still early in the season comments again. I will hear about the famous PK. Well, what, what are you thinking for? Because I really don't believe, like, YMCA will do it. Uh, he doesn't say. I don't know if he wants, uh, if he wants some eagles out of you, you know, at the Classics. I don't know if he wants something, uh, you singing some, uh, some cutting-edge stuff. <laughs> well, last night, uh, most of yesterday, a Buffalo Springfield song was in my mind. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Battle lines being drawn. I can hear it. Was, it was uh, ringing in my ears as I listened to these folks go back and ba- back and forth. Well, you did this. Well, what about last summer? So you're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. It's such a big old waste of time because nobody's mind is changing. I think that, uh, and then then I read somebody, why are we playing sports today? From a journalist, no less. Uh, You're great. Impartial right there. Uh, I think they should shut down social media in times like this. That's what I think. That's what shouldn't be played. Because okay. nobody's mind is changing. No one's mind is changing, and all it's doing is just adding to the rhetoric as we go back and forth. That's the song that was in my mind. I don't know that that's particularly uh, motivational, but nevertheless, that's uh, the song that was in my mind. But if you got a better song for me to sing, I would love to see it, because I would much rather this team be coming off wins that we get to talk about the next morning. That's for sure. It's way, way more fun. Even though I don't have that emotional fan investment in this team, I have a job investment in this team, and I'd much rather talk about wins. We've been over this a trillion times. And if I'm going to sit down and watch, it was a lot of fun to watch the early portions of that game when things were clicking. And I thought, okay, man, this this team's had a nice response. Uh, but no, then that second quarter, last portion of it, and thinking, oh, here we go. This is a ball game. And I know I'll jump on them early in the third quarter. But to tell you the truth, I really didn't have much hope for that. At what point you didn't have much hope? With the way the early third quarter went? Or at halftime, you didn't have hope that it would happen? No, I didn't know that they were going to lose. I hadn't uh, guaranteed myself, oh, they're going to lose. But I don't think that I could go with the ex-Jock cliche. They need to jump on them early in the third quarter. I I really had, based on what I saw in the last portion of the second quarter, I had no hope that that would 
happened didn't mean that I was already assigning them an L by any stretch. But what I'm saying is I thought that, okay, this second half is going to be a battle. This 10, 12-point lead is just pretty much nothing in my mind, and this is going to be a dogfight. And it was right down to the end. It was tied, what, a 96? I think some, I think that was the score. And then Austin and Rivers then Austin went Austin Rivers, off. man, you just yeah. went, gosh, man, 15 in a row. Do something. Don't. I'm sick and tired. I've seen it. The, these journeyman players seem to get hot against the Jazz. I mean, Jamal Murray's not a journeyman player, but was it a year or two ago? Derrick Rose, he used to not be, but he pretty much is now when he was with Minnesota, and he goes for 50. 50 spot up. And then, then we had Eric Gordon in in the Jazz building, the Vivint Smart House, uh, Smart Home thing. Uh, have, and he's a nice, these are nice players. But should they be going for that? It seems like I've seen this story so many times, and this team is supposed to have this defensive identity. And maybe the reason why I've seen it so many times is because I watch every single game, and there's no other team in the league that I watch every single game. So if I was covering the Trailblazers or what have you and had a job in whatever Phoenix or whatever you, market Denver. you would know why they lost their 30 games yeah but now you know why the jazz lost their right 30 and games. so i have an intense knowledge of it because we're watching literally every single minute i watched every single minute of that debacle in brooklyn i did not turn the television i turned it during commercials but i came back just because i was going to see Azabuke and hughes and these guys in garbage time and i want to see them because i don't have any frame of reference of them in the pro game as opposed to college so I wanted to see them so I watched every second and we all do I'm not patting myself on the back because this is our job we all take it very seriously or else we wouldn't have lasted 19 years in a volatile business so with that in mind it just I can recall these things but watching Rivers he's not that good and it was seriously bugging me so that leads to a second thing that is out there, and the, some of you have probably already seen it because The Ringer wrote a huge piece on it. Um, and, and we've already talked about the turnovers, and I, I really think that's thing number one. And I think that confidence has got to be kind of in the top three things. The way that first half played out, it was going great until it went terrible. And at halftime, I was thinking, you know, as far as the whole jump on them early, I don't know that that's going to happen. But, you know, the Knicks have some nice players. But when they go to the bench, the Jazz bench could clean up. And, and they had a stretch where they did in the first half. So I was wondering if, you know, they're just going to trade hoops for a while in the third quarter. But when the bench guys come in, are the Jazz guys going to restore it or pull away? And it didn't happen, obviously. So I think you've got turnovers. you got, on some level, confidence. And then there's the thing the ringer has written about here is that the Jazz are built with a couple of smaller guards, and when they have to get someone who's really athletic and a little bigger, they got to go to Royce O'Neal. And he's really not quick enough to cover guys who are really quick. You know, why did Kyrie Irving go nuts? You just brought up the Derrick Rose game. You know, that there are these matchups, and the Jazz don't have somebody who's really athletic and you know, in that six four six six range, who's going to stick with them? They have guys who are athletic and smaller. They have guys who have a little more size, but they aren't quite athletic enough for those elite guards. And that's why you see guys like that going off. Derek or uh, Austin Rivers is 
uh, super athletic. I don't buy it. No, I don't buy on the Austin Rivers. I was talking to Kyrie Irving and the Derrick Rose. Well, or, or Kyrie Irving, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, who, who yeah. can stop Kyrie and, Irving? And, He's got it going on. I can Jamal live with Murray. that. But you see a lot of these guys who are Jamal going Murray's off. He's very quick and athletic. Are in that. Okay, so you go back to turnovers and confidence then. Or you got something else you want to put on the list? Well, last year, I mean, they didn't have a healthy Bogdanovich. And so uh, they were. So they wouldn't have stopped there. Jamal. They would have just outscored him. Uh, yeah, you lost. You took 20 points a game out. But, I mean, that's over with. It's now. Uh, for now, yeah, just, just bug me that they got beat. You got back. I mean, you're down by seven, and, and New York had all the momentum, and you stayed with it. Uh, you got to where you wanted to be. I felt pretty good and at that situation when it was tied there before Rivers goes off. And just, oh, my gosh, it's so frustrating to see some journeyman dude. I mean, he's an okay player. I get it. I'm not really ripping him. But he's not that good to where he dominated the last three or four minutes. And that seriously bothered me. Well, that's because you've seen so many stars dominate the last three or four minutes, and he's not a star. And no. that's who we expect to see take over. And you think the Jazz have these young stars on the rise. You expect them to take over. And so now here's a team that doesn't really have a star. I mean, Julius Randle's the best player, and he's not a star. He had a monster game against the Jazz. He did. 30 and 16 and a bunch of assists again. Although even some of that, Seven I mean, assists, yeah. you know, coming down the stretch, and it's a close game. It's like you said, it was 96-all. It's like six minutes left in the game, and the Jazz don't know who they're supposed to be guarding, and he's standing underneath the hoop wide open for an easy bucket. I've seen that. That, that is so frustrating. And is that just confidence? Is that, like, how do you not know what you're doing at that moment? I got him. I got who's got mm, you lost track of the guy with 30 points. Yeah, we saw Bogdanovich turn around like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't answer that. And, and the reality is it's hard for me to have a whole bunch of concrete answers. Uh, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm some NBA coach. Uh, last thing I can do is be phony. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I try not to be phony. I talk about how I respect your guys' religion and that stuff. That's true. I'm not phony in that. You know that, DJ. Uh, but uh, when it comes to basketball, I watch. I get involved. Uh, so I don't know that I have specific answers as far as what uh, needs to be done other than what Donovan Mitchell. I make sure that I listen to him in the post game because he usually nails it and talking about how he's been saying this repeatedly. I was and so glad Whatever it is, that. we've got to do. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad he said that. I really yeah. didn't want to hear the post game again to hear the same thing over. And then he's like, "Hey, I'm just telling you guys the same thing over and over. We got to do it." You're like, right. 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 Yes. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're on the same page. Right. I, I enjoy listening to him in his post game because he has uh, the ability to say it, and he usually does say it. And he's in. It's 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 so simple to say. But it also is very true in that whatever it is that we need to do, we've just got to do it. And that's the frustrating portion of it is that I still believe, and we're only eight games into it, so it's ridiculous to draw uh, season-long conclusions 
based on eight games. It just doesn't make any sense. All we need to do is go back a couple years when they were, what, nine games under five hundred and won some outrageous amount. They play like 800 ball the rest of the way. Just, just really just staggering winning percentage they had a, a few years ago. So things can happen, and there's plenty of time here. But in the moment, the frustration is they're not playing to the level that they're capable of. And I think at any level, no matter what you're doing, if you're not doing what you're capable of doing in, in, in school, uh, any line of business, whatever it might be, that leads to frustration, particularly as it is from them, too. It's not like it's just from us. They have it, I'm sure, because they full well know that they are much better than what they've been showing the last couple of games. Well, I assume that uh, just as I don't want to hear it again, that Donovan doesn't want to have to go sit in front of the Zoom camera and say it again. Oh, no. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Uh, there are more good takes coming in. Uh, one of them. Uh, I can't wait to get to this. We will do that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. BYU's new offensive coordinator, Aaron Roderick. It would be unfair, I think, to expect anyone this fall to play as well as Zach this past year. I think that would be an unfair expectation. He played at a really high level this year, and that was partly due to experience. You know, he got better every year, and then he had some really good play around him. But I do think we have some good players in the room that I have really high expectations that we're going to continue to score points and play at a high level. It'll be a fun challenge for the quarterbacks and for our offense in general to take on a tougher schedule and see what we can do. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. tendency as a, as, a, as a fan base and as a group to kind of go crazy <laughs> um, during the four and four start. During my four years in, in Ben, and, you know, you guys know, like, you know, we've had stretches like this. And if we continue to sit here and feel depressed and upset, you know, it's not going to change, you know. And I'm not saying we're expecting this to just click at some point in time. we got to do the work. We're going to do this. It's just a matter of when. And we can't continue to let teams just come in and just do whatever they want. And I'm, I'm not worried, but it's definitely something where it's like, okay, we got to do you know, we gotta do it. Here's Donovan Mitchell after the game, and I, I can channel jazz fans listen to that, PK. They believe yeah. it's gonna get better, and they will win more, and they're not gonna be a 500 team. But the issues they're having are still gonna rear their heads on and off throughout the it's gonna rear its head on and off throughout the mm-hmm. season, and it's gonna be why they get sent home in the first round of the playoffs again. And I think people are projecting forward. They want to believe it when they hear Donovan say, enough of this first-round exit. We're done with that. Jazz fans are like, well, I was going to say amen, and then you're going to say a woman. So let me just skip over that. No, that was just yesterday. (laughs) Oh, that was a yesterday thing? That was just yesterday, yeah. Jazz fans just say, yes! No, I've made myself, I've given myself a woman date that I will no longer say a woman. All right. But it's gonna, these issues are gonna pop up, and this is how they're gonna get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round again. And that, I think it's, it's, there's a little bit of, oh no, they're four and four and it's passed them by. But I think there's a lot of these issues are gonna pop up, and they're not really legit top four, top three, top two in the West. 
And depending on which jazz fan you talk to, you know, mm. they'll set the bar at different places, but nobody's setting it any lower than top four. Everybody wants top four. Some people want more. Okay. And I understand all that, but at the same time, there's going to be a time where they're going to win three or four in a row. And then I wonder what the feeling will be at that point. Oh, it'll be better because we're, we're in the moment. The yeah, and we'll be in the moment and, and I, yeah, Right, and we're certainly in the moment now. So uh, the management, they live in the moment too, and the coaching staff, everybody does. You can't help but do it. But at the same time, I think they have the perspective to look at stuff. And it's not like anything, even if they didn't leave, look, live in the moment the way fans do, which is all right. You're a fan. I've, I've, I have no problem with that. But it's not like, if say, if they did live in the moment, they could just make these radical changes anyway. There's really, right now, there's not a whole lot they can do, although I'm sure they're always thinking about and investigating ways to improve the team. And, you know, last year they did with the Clarkson for Exum deal. And so we'll see if there's anything down the line on that. But I, I can't say that I'm resigned to oh, this is the ending, or that's the ending, and there's no hope in any of that stuff. I just I just don't want to believe it. A, I don't want to believe it. So that's probably why I don't believe it, because I don't, I don't want to be defeatist in anything. And coming from the East Coast, you're, you're inherently negative to begin with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and you're cynical, and you're bitter, and all these things. You know, at least, at least in the environments I grew up in, that's that's the way it was. So you're trying to find positives here, and you're trying not to just say, oh, "What's the point?" Because I still think that the possibility is there. It goes back to what I was just saying. That right now, I think this team is underperforming. I don't think it's performing to the level that it is. This is the result. So, meaning that they're actually performing to their level and they're just not that good. I personally don't believe that. I think they're better than what they're showing and they still have plenty of time and possibility to get to where they need to get. I don't know that they'll get there. I don't know that they'll get in the second round. But right now, we're just I'm just worried about this road, the rest of this road trip here. What can they do? How can they find ways to win? Because these were two games that we thought were winnable, whereas we thought on this trip, Milwaukee was going to be the most difficult, just looking at it from the standards perspective, or standings, I should say, and thinking, so now they've got to go into Milwaukee and find a way to win. Not like it's completely and totally impossible by any stretch, but right now we have a little bit of a mini dark cloud. Uh, Brent is tweeting at us, it seems like the same thing is happening to other playoff experienced teams. Portland, Denver, Miami, and Toronto. Maybe the game has passed them by. Time will tell. Okay, pass them by seems a little strong, but I get your point. The teams have a sweet spot of, depending on the age of their guys, a three, maybe four-year run, and then you got to usually have to kind of retool at least a little bit. Even when the Jazz were having that awesome run with the statues, they regroup, they retooled mm-hmm. the group around them at least three different times. There were at least three different groups of players who made all those playoff runs. Um, and so... Portland, Denver, Miami, and Toronto, what is going on that so many teams that have been in the playoffs and let's see, Miami and Toronto are the last two teams from the East to go to the finals. Uh, Portland and Denver have both won playoff series and been in conference finals. 
uh, those are teams with pretty good pedigrees, and we didn't identify any of them as being done and over the hill. And maybe Toronto, you can say they've lost talent, so they're taking a hit because of that. But the other three teams still have their group together. Yeah, I do think, though, when you step back and look at it, to go back to what you said with the statues, I do think that we will see that the nucleus that with Gobert and Mitchell, they'll be there, oh, yeah. but their teammates will change. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. It has to happen. It does. Well, well yeah. it's and it's really clear now with Donovan's age and with Mike yeah. Conley and uh, Joe Ingles' age and, and really even Bogey, too. I put Bogey in there. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, Bogey's a little younger than the other two guys, but... Yeah, that's going to have to. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Right. Well, yeah, and that that's just the evolution of the but, game. But I mean, we're also for living, MJ. We're also living in the moment, and that's not happening next week, next month, or no. I really don't even believe. I really don't even believe this season. You know. I, oh no, no. Right I now, agree. the odds. If you and you never know what's going to happen for sure. But right now, the odds that the Jazz will make a move as significant as the one they made with Clarkson last year, I would take no. If you just if it's a yes no of? yes no proposition, will there be an in season trade by the Jazz that has an impact on the club now? I mean, they can make some move around the edge, but you know, trading Axum, trading a former top five pick for a guy that you're going to identify as the sixth scorer, and when this guy comes in the game, we're going to give him the ball and get out of the way. Okay, he has that impact, and he's going to produce the results, and he's going to get us fifteen or twenty points a night. Uh, that was a that was a significant move, and I, I don't sure. expect to see something that significant. I, okay, this year. I wouldn't expect it, but I wouldn't rule it out by any stretch. I'm not either. Sitting there with an expiring contract of Mike Conley's, yeah. and he's being paid a lot of money. And so, if somebody wants to take that, and we see all oh, these contracts are so hard to move, but yet we've seen massive contracts with Chris Paul being moved twice. Yep. <laughs> and Russell Westbrook being moved twice. So, really, you can't say, oh, wow, who's going to do that? I'm totally on that. board with you there. But if you said, you know, 60, 40, 80, 20, there's no way you'd say 50, 50. Is there? No. No, no. Right. Not right now. Well, nor would I want it right now because they've only played eight, eight games. games. Right. All right. Well, that is interesting from Brent there. You know, Portland, Denver, Miami, and Toronto. Is there some bigger trend? Is something about the short offseason, the camps, something that's triggering this and this is all going to even out? Or, or are several of these teams just going to have really, you know, disappointing years and below expectations with realizing there's a wide range of expectations for those teams? All right, something to, uh, to ponder and sort out. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, you got a deal. People like deals. They just, yeah. they just spent everything on Christmas and maxed out credit cards, so they're looking for deals. Yes, they are. Uh, as I'm sure the listeners know, Wasatch Medical Clinic specializes in treating a very sensitive topic that is erectile dysfunction, But we have helped thousands of guys, uh, young, old, with every kind of health condition all over the country, get back to normal function in the bedroom, kind of like your younger years. uh, Blood flow issues are significant. That is what causes ED. Our acoustic wave therapy is FDA registered and backed by 42 clinical studies uh, that show it opens up and regrows blood vessels. So it improves the blood flow. When the timing is right in the bedroom, uh, the blood flows properly, and we can now reverse erectile dysfunction. I think the pill is a thing of the past. Guys will not be taking the pill much over the next few years as this treatment becomes more known and helps so many men treat the root cause of the problem. 
So the deal you've got for the people who pick up the phone and call right now, 801-901-8000. What can you offer people right now? We want to have you screened by a medical doctor. A great chance to ask questions. Make sure you are a good candidate for this and that you do have a blood flow issue. We're going to do that whole screen for free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound for free. And keep in mind, this is no obligation. You may say, you know what? Uh, I'd like to go forward with the treatments or I'll call you in a few years, but call us now, get that set up for free and get the information that you need. 801-901-8000. You can call the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Talk to Andrew or one of the people he's working with at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thank you, guys.